Christ, and some of you have already listened to um, Pastor Hank prophesy, but I did listen to one tonight. It's about nine minutes long, and it refers to not only America, but some other um, nations, um, such as North Korea. Australia was a big one that he prophesied over, and Russia. So... You know, you might find that interesting, and and I encourage you to listen to that. Uh, We're on a series and have been and will be probably for the rest of the year because I want you to learn how to be blessed. I want to be blessed this year. We have been blessed. And uh, and Abe and I were praying this morning, and Abe was praying and and beseeching God and, and thanking God for taking care of us. And he has taken care of us. Our finances haven't really fallen off at all, and all our needs are met. And, you know, you can, you can uh, advance and prosper even in times of tribulation. So just expect God's blessings. So that's what our goal is this year, is to glean from God's word how you and I as believers can be blessed. Now, let me just review quickly, and then we'll get into one new one. We're going to just go on talk about one thing tonight. But let's review what the word blessed means. It means to be very happy. So there evidently are not, there's quite a few people in the body of Christ that aren't blessed. You get that? I'm having trouble with this thing. I'm about ready to throw this thing out the door. This Madonna stuff just not, doesn't work for me, huh? I got a haircut. That's why I don't have enough hair. It's really... Moly mole sticks out now here, and geez, it's tough to get old. Things show up on your body that never been there before. You get to 60, and they just start, you know, whatever. Now I'm distracted. What, what were we talking about? Moles? Oh, I'm blessed. It means to be very happy and the receiver of good fortune. A person who is characterized, this is interesting, by fairness and integrity in his dealings. Amen. That's important, isn't it? We said it means to advance or prosper. And I, this was quickened to me today as I was studying this. In Genesis 26, 12, I'll quote it. It says, then Isaac sowed in the land. What land did he sow in? Do you remember? The land of famine. In other words, everything didn't line up for God's blessings. But Isaac was told to stay put in the land of famine. And he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him, and the man man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. And that's the word for you and I tonight. We this year are going to prosper and continue to prosper and become very prosperous. So I would would hook, hook up with that word. Also, the word relation. The word relation is also a derivation. Um for the Hebrew word for blessed. The happiest or blessed people, now this is important, are those who are in proper position in relation to God, His Word, and His church. So if you're in relationship with God, you're blessed. If you're in good relationship with the Word, you're, you're in the Word every day, 
Amen. You're blessed. And then if you're in relationship with other believers, you're blessed also. Then we also learned it means contentment. Then we gave you, uh, the first one was, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his what? Delight. Everyone say delight. Is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he what? Meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now the blessings or benefits of meditation is a strong foundation. You'll bear fruit and prosper. You will be, um, I like this one, immune to, I'm having trouble talking tonight, immune to circumstances. So even with the coronavirus, it shouldn't ruffle our feathers. We should be immune to circumstances. It also means wisdom and understanding. It will give us wisdom and understanding and then spiritual satisfaction. Then look over at Psalm 2, the next one blessing that we learned. We find in verse 12 of of Psalm 2, it says, Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their what? Trust. And we said the New Testament word for trust is the word faith. And it means to flee for protection, to run and hide, to seek shelter and refuge. It includes finding something or someone in which you can confide, someone upon whom you can rely and safely trust. Can you trust God? And in the psalmist says, And in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. And that's all we need to do right now. Amen. Get in the shadow of God's wings. Make him our refuge until this coronavirus thing blows over. The blessings of trusting God are joy, deliverance, goodness, mercy, provision, safety, guidance, inheritance, happiness, peace, productivity, and fruitfulness. Those are blessings. Now, look at Psalm 112. We'll go on to the next one. Psalm 112. There's there's so many. And this one tonight really deserves more eight messages instead of one. But I'm just going to kind of go through it and give you an overview of it. In Psalm 112, it says this, praise, verse 1, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who what? who fears the Lord, here we have it again, who delights greatly in his commandments. Look over at Psalm 128. Reiterates this. In Psalm 128, verse 1, it says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. So you and I, this, this third one now, is we're blessed and we will be blessed in the days ahead if we continue to walk and live our lives in the fear of God, all right? Now what I want to do, I want you to look at Exodus. You're going to have to look at your Bibles tonight. I'm going to make you, till we get to the end, I won't make you do it, but I want you to look at this one because this is the, the Hebrew word for fear that I want to give you. This is Exodus, and you know the story well about Moses. Exodus 1 and verse 15. Exodus 1 and verse 15, it says, Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other, Pua. I remember Nancy Grady, remember that? She did a message on that. And he said, 
When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But look at verse 17. But the midwives, what? Feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwife said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. That was a good answer. Therefore God dealt, now listen, verse 20, Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives, what? Feared God that he provided households for them. So they were blessed. They got their own family, their own household. So let me look at this, show you this word fear. It's Y-A-R-E, and it means to stand in awe of something or someone possessing great power. Now, who would that be? God. It means to revere someone. The fear of God is not a terror that he is against us or will strike without cause or warning. Rather, the fear of the Lord produces wise, healthy actions. And I like that. The fear of the Lord, if you fear God, you're going to what? Produce what? Wise, healthy actions. You're you're not going to do some things. Now, see, when I was young, before Jesus, I had a good time. I grew up in the 70s, and I, I don't need to go into detail. But the thing was, I never went too far. Why? And it wasn't because I feared God. It's because I had fear and respect for my parents. I was ornery. And I could party with the best of them. But I, I never wanted to do anything that caused grief or shame to my parents. And so, you know, that's this why it's so important that that we understand this and understand the subject of the fear of the Lord. It produces wise, healthy actions. Now, here's another one. Proverbs 1, let me just read it to you. You don't need to turn there. Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 9, 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, you know, if you're going to walk in the fear of God, then what's going to be important to you? Wisdom, knowledge. Then Proverbs 8.13 says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Did you know you can hate? Hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Amen? So it's all right to hate some of these liberals. (laughs) Listen, God loves sinners. He just hates their sin. Don't get me wrong. God loves sinners. People And in that prophecy, you'll see the prophet prophesying, God saying, I've given people plenty of time to get it right, to repent, and some haven't. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogance and the evil way. So wisdom and knowledge are the hating of evil. Here's another definition. To fear God is to reverence and respect Him to the point that your greatest desire is to please Him and obey Him. So if you and I are going to walk in the fear of God, what do we want to do? Jesus said, I always do those things that 
please the Father. So if we're walking in the fear of God, then we're going to do everything we can to please God and obey God. Amen? That's why Mike is so good. He wants to please me all the time because he fears me. Yeah. Right. Right. Here's, a, here's, a one, here's one of my favorites. W.E. Vine says, A reverential fear of God is not a mere fear of his power and righteous retribution, but a wholesome dread of displeasing him. So it's not so much a fear of judgment or retribution, but a wholesome dread of displeasing him. The reverential fear of God will inspire. This is so good. The reverential fear of God will inspire a constant carefulness in dealing with others. A constant carefulness in dealing with others. See, too many churches have, there's, we're blessed here because we get along. We get along. But if you truly fear God, you're not going to promote strife in church. We're talking to Pastor Jim, the Lutheran pastor yesterday, and come to find out he was a Lutheran pastor in the early days down in the area, neck of the woods where I'm from. But he talked about a church that was in Plymouth, Nebraska. Not far from between Beatrice and my hometown of Fairbury. And this was a Lutheran church that had started years and years, 80 years ago. And come to find out, he was there. I don't know if he was ministering or was he just helping that church. But that they were fighting. There's one faction here and another faction here. And that church split years ago. And here, just when he was starting in his ministry, they were still fighting. And see, it's a proven thing. And I told Pastor Jim this. I said, I've learned from experience. If you have a church where strife erupts and it splits, all the next groups that come off of that main church will continue to split. I can, I can name churches that have split and then and then they go their separate ways and then they split and they go their and it just you reap what you sow blessed are the peacemakers not the strife sowers so that's why it's so important we get along and if you truly fear god you're going to watch your mouth you're going to watch what you speak that doesn't mean we don't put our foot in our mouth once in a while we all do that from time to time, but if we say something wrong, we should repent. Now, there's three characteristics of godly fear. Look at Psalm 34, 9. Psalm 34, 9. We're just kind of hitting the subject of the fear of God, but I'm saving the best for last because I want to give you the blessings of walking in the fear of God. Psalm 34, 9 says this, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Is that a benefit? Or there's no lack to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Verse 11, Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
Who is the man who desires life and loves many days? How many of you love life, want to see many days? That he may see good. Look, here's the answer. Verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil, do good, seek peace, and pursue it. So three characteristics of godly fear. You're going to keep your tongue from evil. Some, sometimes it's easy for some people to do that, and sometimes it's, it's difficult for others, but we've got to guard our tongue. Keep your tongue from evil. The next one was depart from evil and do good. We also already learned in Psalm 1, who were, you know, you've got to be careful who you hang around, right? Then the third one was seek peace and pursue it. People who fear God will seek peace rather than strife. Rather than strife. Psalm 25, verse 14, let me tell you another benefit. God will share secrets with those who fear him. God will share secrets in Psalm 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. God shares his heart, intimate secrets, with those who walk in reverential fear and respect of him. How many of you want to? Know some secrets, how God works. Here's two examples. Remember this one? He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The children of Israel saw the acts, but Moses saw the intimacy of God's heart. He knew God's ways. Here's another one. Do you remember when... um, these uh, angels came down to take care of Sodom and Gomorrah. What were they going to do? <laughs> Burn it off the map? And God said this about his Abraham. He says, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Did he hide from Abraham what he? No. He shared intimate things. So, you know, if you're walking in godly fear, then you're going to, you're going to hear things that other Christians aren't going to necessarily hear because you fear God. Let me give you one more, and then I want to give you a number of blessings, and, and I'll read them to you. I won't make you look them up because there's a lot of Scripture. But I do want you to, well, don't turn there. Let me read it because this is the NIV translation. And this is very, this is a wonderful scripture. And this is in Isaiah 33, verses 5 through 6. The fear of God is foundational. Say that with me. The fear of God is foundational. Before you build a house, what do you build? Foundation. So foundation is important. Here's the NIV translation of 33, verses 5 and 6. It says, the Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. Now listen, the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. That's a great scripture. 
The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Holy fear is the key to God's sure foundation, unlocking the treasures of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. How many walk in the fear of God? Or thank you, walk in the fear of God. <laughs> How many of you probably, after just what I sh- shared with you, maybe you could work on it a little more? Amen. Now, I'm going to read to you. And like I said, I don't want you to turn. The only thing I want you to do, I want you to look at one. I want you to look at Psalm 112. I guess we were already there, but I want, I want to go on and read a little more. Psalm 112, we read you verse 1, but I'm going to read you verses 2 and 3 also. Then we're going to look at Psalm 115. That's the only one I'm going to have you look up. Then I'll read the rest to you. Praise the Lord. Blesses the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Now, how many fear God? Raise your hand. I believe all of you here tonight fear God. How many of you delight greatly in his commandments? Amen. We're all working on that. Look at verse 2. I know this one by heart, and I quote this. When I pray, I speak this concerning my, my seed, my children. It says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Now, if he fears God, are you a descendant? Are you adopted or do you know? Don't look at her. (laughs) You are their son. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) He seems a little confused. (laughs) I know. I'm tired tonight, too. My physical body's tired. His descendants will be mighty. Are you a descendant? What's it say about you, then? You're going to be mighty. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be what? Blessed. So, Mike, does this apply to you? Are you my? Yes. Okay. You're my descendant. You'll be mighty on the earth. You're going to be like a Viking, except with guns. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Here's the best part. You listening? Shainer, listening? You're going to like this part. Are you ready? This is you. Wealth and riches will be in his house. That's you. You can have your brothers too if you want to. Take his. He's not here, is he? No. So, Oh, there he is. I should be talking to you. I wasn't realize you're back there. I'll, I'll forget him. Wealth and riches will be in your house. Now, he's smiling. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Isn't that good? And it all comes back to Psalm, the first, first one, verse 1. It says, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. So... That's good. Look at Psalm 115. Psalm 115. 
Here's another good one. Verse 13. Let's look at verse 12. That's it's even it's even better. It says here, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who what? Fear the Lord, both small and great. So you don't have to be a certain individual, right? Small and great, significant, insignificant. May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and what? Your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, those three foster kids don't even have a clue yet. But one day, if you teach them, and you will, and you'll train them up in the way that they should go, they're going to realize, wow, I'm blessed. Uh Uh-huh. They might not get it now, but there will be a day they will get it, and they'll understand they're blessed because their parents served God and walked in reverential fear. Now, are you listening? The guy in the back is. He smiled at me. Of course, he always smiles, doesn't he? Ben's going, I just wish he wouldn't keep picking on me. Now, listen to these blessings of fearing God. If you want to jot the scripture down, you can, but I'm going to read the scripture to you. I I gave you uh, the first one, and let me go on. I'm just going to read them right down the list. The blessings of fearing God, number two, positions our hearts to receive answers. If you walk in the fear of God, it'll put you in position with God to hear from him. Hebrews 5, 7, it says, Who in the days of his flesh, or Jesus, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. The prayer of Jesus in in Gethsemane was that the Father's will would be done and it was answered because of godly fear. Did you hear that? That's good. Number, here's here's a third one. You'll experience God's goodness if you walk in the fear of God. Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness which you've laid up for those who fear you. Here's the next one. Promises. Promises angelic protection, Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who what? Fear him and delivers them. So if you walk in fear, are your angels there? Are they watching over you? Sure they are. Here's another one. It secures God's continual attention. It secures God's continual attention. Psalms 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. So if you and I walk in the fear of God, where's God's eyes? They're on us. Here's another one. It supplies his provision. Psalm 34, 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Well, that's good to know when the stock market's doing this. Businesses, you know how many businesses, it just grieves my heart, it's affected, this coronavirus. She was just telling me, Mark Barclay's church in Michigan, they're experiencing flooding, uh, just like we did last year. 
but all the businesses that are, you, you know, are, are wiped out and they're not open, you know. But if you serve God, guess what? He's going to take care of you. There's no want to those who fear him. Here's another benefit of, of walking in the fear of God. Great mercy. Everyone say great mercy. Psalm 103.11, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. Didn't God say something about this year and mercy? Uh-huh. Here's another one, food. Then you'll like this. Listen up. Food. You too, Micah. <laughs> Do you stand in front of the refrigerator a lot? Do you open the door or just stand and look at it? Yeah, he's, he's all the time scavenging, all the time. Night and day. This for you. Psalm 111.5. He's given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. So I guess we're not going to starve, are we? Here's another blessing of walking in the fear of God. Protection. Psalm 115, verse 11. You who fear the Lord... Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Next one. It fulfills our desires and delivers us from harm. Psalm 145, 19. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. Now, are you getting the picture? Are these a lot of blessings or what? It provides another one here. It provides wisdom, understanding. Psalm 9, verse 10, 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. Guess what? I'm not going to die tomorrow. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. I fear God. You fear God. Plan on living. Living a full life. I'll never forget, year, she said this years ago. When This was many, many years ago. She says, we're never going to go to a nursing home. And I wanted to live at the Meadows. <laughs> Mary Jane would take care of me. <laughs> She'd probably still be the director of nursing. <laughs> That's going to be a long time, okay? Um, here's, here's another one. The fear of God, walking in the fear of God, it's our confidence and protection in the face of death. Proverbs 14, 26, and 27. In the fear of the Lord, there's strong confidence. So if you walk in the fear of God, should you be confident? You should hold your head up. You should be bold as a lion. Amen? And it says, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. To turn one away from the snares of death. How many of you, I can tell you, um, two times in my life I could have died instantly. One one was I was a child and we were on vacation and driving and my dad almost had a head-on collision. And if he hadn't had a, a, a driveway to turn in, he'd been gone. The next one was, and Kathy will remember this, remember where this was at? We had a little blue love truck. Remember those little blue love trucks? We were coming out of an antique shop onto a, a highway and, and getting ready to turn right on. And if I hadn't stopped, a semi was right there. It would have just killed us instantly. See, it's our protection. Walking in the fear of God 
is protection in the face of death. Here's another one. It provides peace of mind. I'm almost done. Proverbs 15, 16. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Okay? It, peace of mind. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. A simple life in the fear of God is better than a rich life without a ton of headaches. Okay? Here's another one. It results in complete satisfaction. Proverbs 19:23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. You know, I, these, these are good, especially in the times in which we're living right now. If you know you walk in the fear of God, or are attempting to, amen, these are blessings and benefits that will, that will help you on a daily basis. Here's, here's a great one. It leads to riches, honor, and life. How many of you want riches, honor, and life? Proverbs 22, 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Next one, will keep us, aren't, there's a lot of these, will keep us on the right path, Jeremiah 32, 40. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. So, you know, if you and I walk in the fear of God, we don't have to be concerned about departing from God's pathway. Here's, here's, we all already told you, but it provides a secure household. And that was Exodus 1.21 with the, the midwives because they feared God. God provided households or children for them. A couple more. Provides clarity and direction. Psalm 25.12. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. So God promises clarity and direction to those who walk in the fear of God. Here's, there's two more. Results in enjoyment of our labor and full rewarding lives. Psalm 128 verses 1 through 4. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. You're listening? Fruitful vine. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants. Now, you need to study that out because in the Hebrew, it gives I know it sounds kind of weird, Micah, that you're an olive plant. All around your table, behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So promises promises us labor, our our, our, um, Blessed from our labor, full, rewarding lives. And then the last one, it produces successful leadership. Exodus 18.21, it says, Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place them over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. 2 Samuel 23, 3 says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. That's why churches need men and women that walk in the fear of God. Because if they do, they're going to be good leaders. So, those are blessings. Did you learn something? What's the main blessing to learn tonight? 
food? Food. Go for food. I would. Mike is back there. He'd go for food. You're so sweet. You're just like her. No, you're not. <laughs> I know that. But you're very respectful, and I appreciate that. We got that from her. Yeah. Let's stand up. Do you want to be blessed tonight? Father, to, tonight I thank you for your word. And you did speak to us, Lord, as we sung. You spoke to us, word of God. And you showed and revealed to us the blessings of walking in the reverential fear of God. So, Holy Spirit, quicken to all of us in the days ahead these things that were spoken. So, Lord God, will be more mindful of the benefits and blessings of walking in the fear of God. We're a blessed people. And I call the people of Harvest Church because they walk in the fear of God, blessed spiritually, blessed physically, blessed financially. Their relationships are blessed. Their jobs are blessed. Their families are blessed in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray specifically if there are people here tonight that have loved ones and that are not living for God, I pray, Father, that you soften their hearts to the gospel. I pray that laborers be thrust into their pathway, Lord, that, Lord God, they'll, they'll come to the feet of Jesus, humble themselves, and cry out to you, Lord. I thank you, Father God. The seed of a righteous man and woman is blessed. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for moving in our families in this hour in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I take authority and I bind up cancer over Dean Freeman. I curse every cancer cell in that, that back, in that spine, in Jesus' name. I speak resurrection life. I command pain to go. Thank you for doctors. Thank you for treatments. Jesus, you are the great physician, and I know Dean loves you. And so, Father, I thank you for revealing to him your healing power now in Jesus' name. Full supernatural speedy recovery, Father, in the days ahead. I take authority over fear and the fear of death. And I loose life and light. Open his eyes of his understanding. Holy Spirit, quicken the scriptures, healing scriptures. And Lord God, the benefits and blessings of being in Christ. So thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy for Dean Freeman this night in every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You just never know. One day or the next. Never had any idea that I'd get a call and he gets talking like this. I thought, what's wrong? We're going to bring a card Sunday. I'll get a card, and we're going to sign it, and we're going to send it to him. So I think he would be blessed with that. Amen. Is there anyone else? Was I? Just sign their name. or Okay. All right, we want to give them the word of God. Amen? We'll see you Sunday. God bless you.